Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kathleen Warder has every reason to swear, and yet he's held his tongue. So we're going to swear for him. This has been your obscenity warning. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And Indy is not here today. Womp womp. They should return in the next episode, however. Today we are reading Chapter 7 of Shatterglass. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's explore Capique and engage in close quarters combat. Chapter 7 of Shatterglass. As Dama takes Keth to dinner, Triss goes to visit Kapik, where she runs into Yali and Xantha, who is another one of Keth's friends. Yali tells Triss that she should really have an escort if she's coming here. And Xantha does not believe that Triss is a mage or Keth's teacher. Triss goes down an alley where she is attacked. She does to the skeevy attacker what any woman hopes to do breaks his finger and threatens to attack him with lightning oh she she tries for hours to hear the killer on the wind doesn't really get anything and she eventually goes home uh when she gets back she talks to nico and kind of shares her pains and struggles with him they talk about the fact that lark was once a yaskadasu and wore the yellow veil around her neck like a scarf, because isn't that a pleasant thought? Uh, Tris tells Nico that she wants to be able to scry on the wind because she doesn't feel like she's helping, and Nico's just kind of like, well, you're going to help just by the nature of being a teacher. Also warns her against learning magic that has literally driven people mad. Dama spends the night waiting for the lightning globe to clear. Early in the morning, it does, and he rushes to the crime scene, only to be foiled by the Therian priests who have followed him there, and now are like, nope, nope, you are spreading the taint of death about the city, and they take him to, like, spend a whole day in the monastery or wherever and be spiritually cleansed. Oh, We're going to have some interesting conversations today. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapters. I think we should go backwards to forwards and start with the end. So tell me, how did you feel about the end of this chapter? They are in on it. 
these priests are complicit in murdering these uh, Yaskadasi. What the fuck do you mean that the killer is held in the all-seeing eye? How the fuck is the killer being free, not tainting everyone else with this evil death magic bullshit that you believe in, but the guy trying to help solve the crime is definitely is covered in that shit. That doesn't make any fucking sense. But they explain that. They're like, oh, well, um, he's only killing people of the lesser class, and that is their punishment for uh, being criminals in their past lives. So it's fine if he's murdering them because they deserve it. It's such bullshit. These guys are in on it. There's no way they are not in on it. I hate them so much. I hate them so much. God. too. I really wanted to be like, oh man, this is just the way that they live. It's just what happens here. I don't want to look down on it because just because that's how they live and I don't live that way doesn't mean that it's wrong. No, I can't do it. All I'm going to say is this is not the last time that we're going to talk about this theme. Oh, I figured not. I figured not. (laughs) They should burn this place to the ground. Brittany mentioned something along these lines, I think, earlier. If it was the rich people getting killed, then maybe they would give Damo more resources. Mm -hmm. And this kind of spells that out. They don't really care if if low-class people are getting murdered. The bizarre fucking symmetry of reading this series at this time and the fact that, like, this is the book that's about democracy and it's showing that, like, like, it's like, hey, th- there's still a lot of fucked up shit. Hey, look, you just, like, pull your nose out of the book. Oh, like, nothing's changed. <laughs> I feel like I'm living yep. this book. Yeah, because I don't want to say that she's, like, arguing democracy is bad or anything. I don't get that impression. That there are some telling... negatives within it. Right, right. And I think it's telling that this one time she introduces d- democratic society, there is systematic oppression. There are major issues within the way the government is set up or like who controls it that cause massive problems. And that is exactly what is going on in our country uh, and has been for centuries. I think that it definitely shows like a different, like showing that a democracy can easily become a theocracy. Like where religion is in charge, like right, right, because that's because that's that's literally what's going on right now. Yep, yeah, yeah. And Tamara Pierce is a time traveler. Now she's made it too obvious. <laughs> frankly, yes. at this point, thanks Tamara Pierce for slapping a cover on a book and then putting mirrors in the pages. Right, right. Huh. Almost every book so far. Did we like anything about this chapter? Surely something good happened, right? I had a bunch of likes, so if y'all want to go first, or I don't steal them all. Um, I liked the food. I liked the lamb grilled skewers with lentils, with onions and baileys, and the plum mm. juice, and flatbread with cheese. That seems like something I could unironically do, like, potentially even this weekend, actually. Like, I have most oh, of these I ingredients. Oh, I'm so sad. Ooh. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, good one, exclamation point, food, exclamation point, feeling very Mediterranean. 
Triss's favorable impression of Dama after the whole torture misunderstanding, where she's like, you know what, he's not a bad guy. After we got our after we got over that little issue of torture, we're a okay. He's not that bad a guy. Which I guess isn't wrong, but torture seems like something that you would have a real long time disagreement with someone over. But though I do feel yeah. that in Dama's defense part of the reason that he's planning to use torture is because he has literally no resources for anything else. Another like, this is kind of gonna this is kind of gonna get deep, so put on your like, open up your skull caps and get ready to have some info dumped in there. I liked Tamra Pierce's use of locations and things that exist and that also don't exist. Now, I may be wrong, but she says that there's a location called the Cape of Grief to the south, which is like very similar, but like direct opposite of our Cape of Good Hope in like the south southern tip of Africa, where the ships go past. And then she says in the north, there's a place called Blaze Ice Bay, which I don't think we have. Uh, maybe there is one. I'm not aware of it, but another like reference to our world up north called cold ice bay or something yeah i I don't know something something like opposite it reminded me of a manga that i read called chainsaw man which i'm sure if anyone has any idea what i'm talking about they're gonna be like oh he knows what that is so in this manga called chainsaw man chainsaw man is capable of destroying concepts because there are these things called devils you know essentially demons these devils exist and they kind of play off whatever your fear is so the more afraid of something you are the more powerful it is long story short chainsaw man can destroy concepts and the person that he is working for talks to another character and she mentions that chainsaw man has destroyed world war ii so the demon for world war ii was eaten by him and so no one knows what world war ii was it just never happened same with Nazis, same with nuclear weapons. He literally destroyed these concepts. But on the pages of the manga, how it's written, it has those real things that have ha- that have you know happened in our world. And he makes his stuff like Arnalone syndrome or uh, SOA or the Mount Heo eruption, which is stuff that hasn't happened. It, it it's there's it hasn't happened in our world so as a writing concept you know the he, he's trying to get us more immersed right the 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 author is getting us immersed by being like maybe these concepts did exist and they were destroyed by chainsaw man like it, it's this kind of just neat correlation of stuff that does exist and doesn't exist that i kind of saw paralleled that's, in this book that's with stuff kind of cool I also liked that Triss got a long nose and it's no big deal because she knows it's long. She, she's a realist. She, she, she don't care. It's fine. It's true. Who cares? As also, opposed to Sandry, who uh, is frustrated by her button nose early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also liked how Daja and Briar have taught Triss how to defend herself. Like physically, not just, you know, magicking someone away. She's just like, you know what? I'm going to stomp on the top of your foot because that is a very delicate place to be stomped on. 
and pull your pinky back really hard because mm-hmm. it really fucking hurts. It doesn't matter yeah. how big you are, uh, unless you have like the pain receptors of like a sea cucumber, you're going to feel <laughs> that and you're not going to be able to fucking keep someone from yoinking your arm back like that. I think it's interesting because the text says that Daja taught her to like bend the pinky back like that. But we see Briar doing it in Triss's book. Hmm. So he also learned it. Yes. <laughs> or maybe he I, taught Dasha. It's possible. Maybe maybe they both know. In Triss's book, when they go into the kitchens and the one guy in the kitchens is harassing Briar, that's what he does, is he just takes his pinky and starts bending it backwards. He doesn't break it. He just causes the guy a lot of pain. If you must break something, break a toe. Maybe Gorse taught Dasha. I also really did not like how the Therians uh, only apply order outside of Kapik. They should be ashamed of themselves. Yep. God damn it. I hate it so much. And that's it. I'd like to mention of Sandry because she made a pale green dress woven and sewn by Sandry. It refused all stains and hardly wrinkles. Oh, she had. So we've had Sandry, Briar, and Daja all mentioned in this chapter. Goodwin, did you say you wish you had clothes that would uh, not wrinkle? Yes, and yeah, that'd be nice. Keep all stains from staining. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, uh, Kapik seemed like a place for that most young people want to would save their money for one holiday only at Kapik. I don't know. It was just kind of reminded me of our world where we put so much emphasis on like sports and such but we take away money from like music and acting and all this other stuff but yet so many people want to see those things they spend a lot of money on those things and then we're going to cut funding for those things as like children and then they wonder why oh these movies and this music is getting terrible well uh it's because um people have not been funded anymore and people aren't going to try to go after those careers if they're not being funded. And I I don't know. So it's just people want to see these things, but then they look down on those people for doing those things. Like, oh, you are getting a degree in drama. What are you going to do with that? Everything being bright yellow reminded me of polyam. Yeah, because she was painted up in. What color do you call that? I call it yellow. Yellow. But she had to wear yellow because that's the way that she was able to interact with Daja, who was less than. And then all these people are less than as well, too. So I I saw that correlation of yellow being integrated with those that are less than, I guess. So. It's kind of a uh, like a parallelism or a symmetry. Yeah, that's so. cool. I didn't I didn't catch that at all. I have never caught that. So that's really cool. And then there was a woman draped in an immense snake, and Tris just shakes her head and walks away. I would have screamed and ran away. <laughs> it would have been <laughs> terrifying. Fuck that. And she's like, come here. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Snake. No. I don't like snakes. They freak me out. Ugh. 
Tris tries uh, scrying stuff on her prune juice. She sees a wooden building ablaze as people scurried around it like lines of ants. Was this cold fire? I thought that was, yeah. That was my impression, yes. That's what I thought, too. And then she also sees a village where a shaggy-haired blacksmith labored at his forge. That's not, it would have said it was Frostpine if it was Frostpine, right? He like God's forge or something, though. Yeah, or it could be uh, Ugly Man. <laughs> I can't he... remember his name. Oakborn? He was. Kind of... No, no, Oakborn's the carpenter. Is uh, that the ugly one? Oh. No, the ugly man is the blacksmith that Daja works with in um, Kugisko. And I don't remember his name. Which is a shame, because he should be remembered as by his name and not as ugly man because he is awesome and so is he his is wife. awesome <laughs> maybe maybe it's him so i don't know so maybe this blacksmith is somebody we know as well but the wooden building ablaze as people scurried around it, it like lines of ants i was like oh cold fire so i was trying to like connect the other ones to see if they were part of uh the other books and i was like no that's not right I was sad. I was like, oh, she sees where Dodge is at. So I was I was hoping she saw the other places too, but no luck. Yeah. I like her response also to the guy that attacks her. And she says, it's a dreadful thing uh, when a respectable tourist can't enjoy the sights without some idiot getting in her way. And I do so hate stupid people. Like, Amen. Yes. When Nico asks um, Trist, did you know they magically cleanse the site where a dead person is found? Scour it of all traces of the events there. It's obscene. Like, yes, Nico, it is. That's like half his job is seeing stuff from. Yeah, like, oh, somebody died. Let me see into the, let me do my magic here to figure out what happened. No, you can't do that. You can't figure it out. What I wrote down about this scene is that at the very, very beginning, in like the first chapter, you had talked about like, why didn't Tris pester Nico about all of the the bad things in Tharios? And apparently he didn't know just how deep this bullshit goes. Okay, so yes, this is their custom. But it's not Nico's. So could he not go in do his magic thing. He doesn't have to touch the dead, so he's not like spreading the uncleanliness or whatever. They stand to the side while he does this, and then he's like, okay, I know who the killer is, and then they come in and cleanse everything. Zena hoped Triss would tell Keth that he had done better today than most student mages did after years of study. Like, oh, is she kind of dead? Um, but she was kind of crossed afterwards, like, how dare he not know that I don't compliment people easily? <laughs> right. <laughs> She's been too nice to him the whole, since 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 uh, they met, so. It's way too nice. Way too nice. Way She's too chilled nice. out a lot, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> when Dama finds the woman on the uh, altar, that's the word I'm looking for, finds her on the altar. He's trying to rush through to like figure everything out before the priests show up. And he feels shame for treating her that way, for using her as a source of information rather than mourning her. Because even he knows that they deserve better. If only other people in his class would feel the same way. 
Although, to be honest, if I ever get murdered brutally, like, please use my body for information. Yes, and I do agree. not, whatever you do, do not go, oh no, there is a taint of death here and clean everything up. No, I'm going to clean everything up. I'm going to clean everything up. We can't find out whoever murdered you. No, that God will deal with them. Okay, Molly, God will deal with them. You're not worth investigating. Sorry. You're going to, your death will taint us. My next one is more of questions than alike, where they say, it is our cleansing and our vow to stay clean despite temptation that makes us a great power now, talking about the first class. So if somebody dies in first class, they're taking everyone around them. So they're not cleansed. So are the first class people just immortal and they're not allowed to die or? Cause they're gonna die. And then they're tainting the ones that are around them. I, I don't, I don't get it. That was my last one. Antino and his wife, like Little Bear, they are clearly not the murderers. Yes. Tris seems to think that engaging in entertainment like performing arts is folly. I disagree. She kind of implies that it's folly because it's like a waste of money. And I'm like, no, you just budget for it. You'd be like, no, I'm spending X amount of money out of my paycheck to like go to the theater because it's worth it. I didn't read it as that she thinks it's folly because she likes all the entertainment and stuff. It's just that she's poor she has to count every penny because she's not like her uh, brother and sisters where they can make a lot of money just from doing their magic she she can't do that so she has to count everything Uh, oh okay so when yali mentions that tris should have an escort like you should come with keth next time and i'm like like, yeah is gonna defend her yeah yeah Uh, this reminds me of a different Tamara Pierce book that I just finished reading. Um, it's In the Hand of the Goddess, which is the second in the Song of the Lioness Quartet. The basic premise is a girl dresses up as a boy to become a knight. By the end of the book, everybody has found out that she's actually a girl, but she's already earned her shield. So they can't like take back her knighthood. And then her and like her man-at-arms decide to go travel the world and everybody's saying goodbye one of her friends is like, all right, Coram, take care of her for us. And he's like, uh-huh. I thought she's a knight. I thought she was supposed <laughs> to take care of me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Kat's taking care of her, like, no, she's already taking care of him. She put him in a bubble to protect him, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Kat, no, he's not good. She just said that because she wants to see more of him. She has a crush on him. Well, he also has a crush on her. They're cute. I love this. Like, this is my new headcanon. She doesn't actually think Tris needs an escort. She's just like, no, you should bring Keth around next time. You should bring Keth. Amen. Yes. I ship it. I wrote that almost as many people comment on Tris's nose as do Sandry's. Mm-hmm. I also wrote that I want to see Briar in this setting. He would get into some trouble. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Briar in Kapik. Yes, please. Admittedly, oh, he gets in trouble goodness. everywhere he goes, but you know. Briar in Kapik with lockpicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tris with the drunk dude. I too would like to throw lightning at every skeevy asshole who treats me like shit on the street. Um, yes. Tris is telling Nico about how 
Keth is getting frustrated and it's making it harder for him to like control his magic and all of this. And Nico says, uh, you're going to have to find a way to calm him down. And then he starts laughing and he's like, actually, I'd pay to see that. You pay to see what? You trying to calm someone down, which reminds me a lot of street magic when Rose Thorne says, you teaching table manners. Yep. And, <laughs> and then Tris responds to Nico's comment. It's so funny. I forgot to laugh. And Nico says, well, then I will laugh for both of us, which is like when Tris tells Crane in Briarswick that she will be happy for both of them. Yep. I thought it was interesting how Nico refers to Kapik because Tris like, oh, have you ever been to Kapik? And he's like, oh, I've been there many times in my youth, but I haven't been on this trip. And it had this tendency of taking money out of my pockets or something. And it just, it reminded me of like somebody with an addiction that's like avoiding their triggers there's something that nico like some problem that nico deals with will cause him to spend all of his money and kapik is a place that will do that to him and so he's he like the red light district area i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> let nico fuck yeah <laughs> I don't think the problem is uh, Nico fucking. I think the problem is uh, him spending all of his money and then not having enough to pay for food or lodging. lodging. Mm. Yeah. Besides, now he's got Jimshita and it's all good, right? That's true. They stayed out late going to a party. Yeah, okay. A party. <laughs> kind of party? Party. Because it's like 2 a.m. when he shows up because she was still in Kapik at midnight and she gets mm-hmm. back. So it's probably like 2 a.m. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. I see you, Nico. When Dema is arguing with the priests, he mentions like the killer is spreading pollution too. And Brittany mentioned this in like chapter two or three. So I wrote, hey, Brittany said it first. You are now two for three. and the last comment i have to say is just that there are at least three specific quotes that i wrote down that i can't talk about yet because they directly apply to the will of the empress if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? My theme was investigation. Both Trists and uh, Demma are investigating uh, what's going on. Triss is trying to listen for voices on the wind and just patrolling through Kapik to see if she can find anything suspicious. And then Demma tries to investigate uh, the body once the lightning clears and uh, he is stopped from doing so by the priest because they had him followed those bastards. Nico, in a sense, is also investigating. Yeah, because he asked uh, Tris if she knew about them cleansing the spot where the bodies are at. And he is infuriated with what's going on so yeah a lot of investigation in this chapter i feel my theme was self-control the man in the alley did not have much self-control no and he got off very 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 lightly considering the person he was fucking with yeah because tris straight up could have just killed him in the street and frankly Sure, he may have been drunk, but don't, don't. She's also a child. Definitely, definitely should have been uh, worse than what he got. Tris shows a lot of restraint, I think. Also, just not instantly tasing this guy, which she definitely could have. Probably should have. Maybe not to death, but definitely like, no, bad. No, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't, like, if she did it to Kath, come on. 
Yeah. <laughs> also, in the conversation with Nico, he warns her, but that she kind of already knows and that he shouldn't have to. Using her powers too much could get her addicted to it, but she has it under control. She seems mature enough to not want to do that. And then I saw it in Nico apparently having a bit of a lack of self-control uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, going through Kapik. So I think it, he's gotten better because he appears to still have money right now. Back in the day, it would have been different. I wrote frustration. There's Triss with the ghost and trying to catch the ghost, as well as Triss with this dude. There's Keth and Dama also with the case. Dama can't get head, head or tails of anywhere and has to deal with these priests who are thwarting him every step of the way. Uh, Keth really, really wants to like produce the globe that'll solve the case and end this murder and can't. And then I wrote even Yali and Xantha. And I'm not entirely sure what my thought process on that was, but also probably related to the case and the fact that yeah, nobody, nobody's really doing anything. Of course, there's also the fact that like Yali might be frustrated with Triss because she wasn't smart enough to bring an escort and Xantha is frustrated with Yali because what? That's a 14-year-old girl. She's no mage. Cat's teacher. Yeah, pull the other one. Maybe they'll match. And then also Nico. Nico is also frustrated in this. Yeah. Can you believe they fucking erase the magic around the dead people? What the fuck? Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Or should I go first since Goodwin yeah. went first and then Brittany went first? You should go first. Uh, I wrote community over government. Basically, the government is being awful. There is systematic oppression of various groups of people. Um, they are thwarting the attempts by like the one person who gives a shit to stop this crime and um, the one the one person in power who gives a shit I should say and we have these bits of people coming together and forming communities almost in a way to thwart the bullshit that the government is doing. I feel this importance of banding together in the face of bullshit. Clearly the government's not working for us. We gotta we gotta do it ourselves. Yeah. And we see how like Triss and Keth, even like Yali, are kind of coming together and working together to do what they can to actually help people. My personal magic is that everyone has magic. Uh <laughs> In this, in the part where uh, Triss says, you know, I feel like I'm holding the basket of herbs, but Keth is the one who's saying the vows. And Nico says, do you think I'm useless? Or Lark, or Frostpine, or Rosal, or a Crane? Just because your magic isn't, you know, the center of everything right now doesn't mean that it's useless. And just how, you know, Indy would say, uh, we all have magic in us, and just because you know, we're, we're good at different things or we're not good at something that everyone else is uh, doesn't mean that we're useless. We're just, we're, we're all different and good at different things. So don't put yourself down for not being as good as someone else at something because you're, you're better at other stuff and that's, that's okay. 
Mine is, it's okay to question the things you learn growing up. Um, Amen. We see this with Demma. Um, He grew up with all these traditions. Now that he is trying to find the killer, he's questioning everything, it seems. I feel like I've done this in my life already. I grew up Baptist. I'm not saying that that religion is wrong. It's just not right for me. And uh, I started questioning it and uh, made my own decisions on things. And uh, it seems like this is what Demma is doing as well. He's starting to question everything that he's learned growing up. And maybe it's not right for him either. Maybe being a good citizen of Therios isn't his, uh, isn't it, isn't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Yeah. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter eight of Shatterglass. Firuza's lodging house was stucco over crushed stone, three stories high. The street windows were small and barred. The wooden gate that led to the courtyard was open. Triss hesitated by the door outside the courtyard passage, wondering if she ought to knock and ask for Keth, but then she heard voices. Following them, more appealing than knocking known very dirty door, she walked out into the open air. The heart of the courtyard was a well, one that had been in use so long that the broad stones had formed its rim and provided a place to sit, dipped at the center from generations of use. Three Askadasi sat there, watching a dark-haired child as she played with a pair of dolls. Triss recognized two of them, Keth's friend Yali and the tumbler Xantha. The third, a curvaceous brunette with a lush mouth and green hazel eyes, was someone Triss hadn't seen. The child saw Triss first. She gasped, stretched out her arms, and cried, Doggy! Little Bear looked at Triss. Go, she said. Be careful. One of the hardest things to teach Little Bear was that be careful meant that he was to approach, then hold still. He trotted over to the child, wagging his tail and panting cheerfully. With no qualms at all, the girl stood and wrapped her arms around the dog's neck. The curvy brunette looked at Triss and grimaced. Who let Coria respectability in? She said, getting to her feet. Isn't any place safe from that sort? Leave her alone, Poppy, Yali said with a sigh. She's a friend of Keth's. Well, he's not here, said Poppy. He's off studying magic somewhere. Actually, he isn't, Triss said mildly. He finished a couple of hours ago. I hope he'd, I hoped he'd be home by now. You can wait if you like, Yali said. He usually comes home before we leave for work. Triss looked up at the sky. High clouds scudded overhead, the leading edge of her storm. Will you work? There's rain coming, she told them. Poppy scowled. How do you know? Triss shrugged. It's what I do. Poppy and Xantha traded glasses. Grab what trade you can then, Xantha said. She and Poppy raced upstairs. Triss looked at Yali. I don't understand, she said hesitantly. What's the rush? We're street yaskadasi, not house ones, Yali replied, watching the little girl pet the dog. We lose money on rainy nights, even if it only rains for a short time. Guests are afraid it will start again, so they find other things to do. I'm sorry, Triss apologized, but the city really needs the water. The wells are down everywhere and the gardens are drying up. She nodded toward a small patch of green, Peruzzi's herbs and vegetables hung limp. Yali blinked at her. Why are you sorry? Triss opened her mouth to reply and thought the better of it. Confessing that she would cause the Yaskadasi to lose a night's income seemed like a bad idea. Never mind. May I sit? She asked Yali. The woman nodded. Glocky, don't pull the dog's ears, she warned. He won't like it. Sorry, doggy, the child said. She looked at Triss. What's his name? 
little bear, Tris replied, easing Chime's sling into her lap. This made Glocky chuckle. He's not a bear. He's big enough to be one, Yali remarked dryly. Is she yours? Tris asked Yali as she let Chime climb out of the sling. When the glass dragon unfurled her wings, the child gasped in awe. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on Acast, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellows for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. No reactions to any of this, Molly? <laughs> I was typing my reaction because I didn't want to interrupt you guys, but this is my reaction because uh, it's Friday night, so I'm making challah. And I put, <laughs> Molly goes to pull bread out of the oven, glaze a second loaf, put that in the oven, comes back, Goodwin and Brittany are still ranting about the fucking fairy and priests. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.